Blog Talk Radio. Disappointed 
they they pulled Money in the Bank, the Money in the Bank match from WrestleMania and gave it its own pay-per-view. Um, we we kind of liked it being as part of uh, the WrestleMania thing. But, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, it has become uh, one of the better pay-per-views of the year. It's a pay-per-view that people really look forward to. You know, I have friends that, you know, there's a lot of us that we watch every pay-per-view. And I get it. Most of you guys who call the show... You watch every pay-per-view, and that's awesome. We're hardcore wrestling fans. But there are a lot of people out there that that don't watch every pay-per-view, that pick and choose uh, their pay-per-views over the course of the year. And, uh, you know, Money in the Bank has become, you know, one of the ones that, that's being picked now. You know, people are budgeting their, their year. WWE's always had their big four, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam are the big four. But right now, you know, Money in the Bank might be in third place as far as that pay-per-view you look forward to that's going to be consistently good each and every year. And tonight's the night. Money in the Bank, two Money in the Bank ladder matches. Looking forward to it. And this is it's been interesting how this Money in the Bank thing has evolved. Uh, already, in, in the short time period of the Money in the Bank match and then evolving into its own pay-per-view, uh, a lot of history uh, involved in, in this whole thing, Dave. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Money in the Bank concept started in 2005 at uh, WrestleMania 21. Um, you know, the storyline explanation on television was that Chris Jericho had invented the Money in the Bank ladder match, and it's actually not um, – it's actually kind of true. From what I've understood, from what I've read – Jericho had his hand in, in um, coming up with this concept along with a few other WWE writers. Um, but the Money in the Bank ladder match, of course, for those of you who don't know, is uh, a ladder match featuring multiple you know, wrestlers. And uh, you climb the ladder, you retrieve the briefcase, and the briefcase entails a contract. At the time, it entailed a contract for either the WWE or the World Heavyweight Championship, but you got to choose which title you wanted to go after, um, which made the suspense... Um, even higher because you never, you never know which champion uh, was going to be on notice. Um, so all champions were going to be on notice, but you never know which champion was going to be uh, cashed in on. So made for some exciting television and really built up to when finally the cash-in takes place. At any time for up to one year of the date, um, you know, it would be a pretty big moment. And, of course, the first one was probably, in my opinion, one of the most exciting I mean, the first one was very good with Edge, of course. Edge cashed in on a prone John Cena coming out of an Elimination Chamber match um, at New Year's Revolution in 2006. And although he had a short run, um, nobody saw that coming. Absolutely nobody saw him cashing in on John Cena. Um, I certainly didn't. Um, And he became WWE champion. And then it just, you know, it followed after that. Um, you know, there's been some very good cash-ins and some successful ones. And, of course, you know, there was one unsuccessful one last year with John Cena. But um, what's cool about the Money in the Bank concept now, at least to me, is is that um, it reminds me a lot of the King of the Ring tournament that they used to do. Um, the King of the Ring tournament was really designed for, you know, to find a guy that they want to move up to that, you know, next level and break through the main event, a guy that's going to be noticed and going to be in the scene for a long time. And, you know, there were some King of the Ring winners that were unsuccessful that didn't, you know, eventually move past that status. That was their highest notch on their belt, so to speak. Um, and then the King of the Ring also became more of something to, you know, you know, add another benchmark to, you know, a resume of, of, of sorts. Um, 
I mean, you get guys like Bret Hart and Kurt Angle and Steve Austin and Triple H and Edge and, you know, uh, Sheamus was the last King of the Ring winner, but, you know. And King Booker. Thank God, that's right, King Booker. But, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, those guys um, that had, you know, moved up to, you know, uh, main event status and King of the Ring helped them. And Money in the Bank does the same thing for some guys, you know. And what's interesting about this year's concept is that you have two, you know, ladder matches, one for a WWE championship match and one for a world championship match. And you have on one side, you have basically all up-and-coming mid-card talent. They're all heels um, for the World Heavyweight Championship. And you have, on the other side, all guys who have worn WWE or World Heavyweight Championship gold who have all been in Money in the Bank ladder matches and, you know, who have been to the big dance, um, who have been at the top, albeit some made some short, some longer, but they've been there. So that's what's pretty interesting about this. And it also kind of, like I said, it reminds me of King of the Ring. In the, in the All-Stars match, you know, I truly believe that this, that whoever wins – that the money in the bank, it's just another, you know, a notch on their belt, and it's to facilitate some form of a storyline. Whoever wins the world title money in the bank ladder match, if they were to, you know, cash in and be successful, that's going to make them, you know, a big breakout main event star eventually. Um, you know, Dolph Ziggler won last year, and, you know, he ended up cashing in this past year the night after WrestleMania, and, you know, look at the buzz that gave him, and granted his title reign was short, um, he's become a lot more popular now since he's been back, and even with that money in the bank cash in the night after WrestleMania. So it serves a lot of purposes um, for for the talent and for storylines, and there's so many different things that they could do with the money in the bank concept itself and switch it up and keep it fresh. But, you know, I wasn't a proponent of moving it to a pay-per-view when, it, when you know, that happened in 2010. I liked it at WrestleMania. It brought something new to WrestleMania, WrestleMania will always be a popular show and will always be the most watched wrestling show, wrestling pay-per-view event out there. However, um, you know, when they took money in the bank away, you know, I, I kind of was, I kind of was upset about that, a little sad, but it's, it's grown on me as a pay-per-view over the past few years. Um, you know, you see two ladder matches in one night. A lot of historic things have taken place in a money in the bank ladder match two years ago in Chicago. We, you know, CM Punk, John Cena, you know, stole the show. Daniel Bryan won a money in the bank um, you know, there was the, the, the night of, you know, the famous, you know, CM Punk walking on the company and, uh, you know, Chicago was a hostile crowd. Philadelphia is a hostile crowd tonight. I think we're going to see a lot of memorable moments and some, uh, some, some jaw dropping spots and some overall good storytelling and some good wrestling and, uh, money in the bank, you know, there was the big four back in the day when we watched, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. And then they squeezed King of the Ring in there. Well, this this Money in the Bank is is that king of the ring. That's that fifth pay per view, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I really enjoy it, and it's one of those things that you know you have certain matches that you can kind of bank on being entertaining matches, and Money in the Bank has definitely put themselves there, and it worked for WrestleMania, it works on its own pay per view. It's like, you know, you know the Royal Rumble, you know the Rumble is going to be entertaining, regardless. Like the rest of the pay per view could could be bad. But you know you can look forward to that rumble. And Money in the Bank have been those kind of matches. And it was good, like, when they were slotted in at WrestleMania because you almost had that, like, safety net that, well, if it's a bad WrestleMania, at least we'll have the Money in the Bank match because the Money in the Bank match is going to kick ass. Um, but it works now. I mean, having the two definitely works. I, I like your analogy with King of the Ring. It's, uh, 
it's definitely got a, a lot of, of that feel. Uh, you know, it also add, it's a gimmick for someone. It adds something to, to someone's character. That briefcase becomes part of them. They become, you know, they start to be referred to as Mister Money in the Bank. So it's a, uh, it's definitely a, a a good concept. It's a good uh, character enhancement. It just it's good all around. I'm looking forward to being a very good pay per view. I, I don't think you can understate. Uh, you know, to me. It was a, a very good concept, and uh, whether it's Jericho or someone else or, you know, who knows who definitely created uh, this this uh, concept. But Edge is the guy for me that, that definitely put this concept on the, mat, on the map. Edge was the guy that made Money in the Bank a big deal. Edge was the guy that made being Mr. Money in the Bank a big deal, and, and to me... He took the whole concept, and, you know, he was that running back that took the ball and went with it, and, and I, I got to give Edge a lot of credit for what he did for Money in the Bank because I think he elevated this whole concept uh, to to a, an upper echelon that maybe it wasn't at, or it maybe it wouldn't have gotten to uh, without what he did with that. What do you guys think? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. You referred to the Philadelphia crowd, and interesting this week, as we found out, uh, after the brutal assault from the Wyatt family, that Kane is out uh, suffering from uh, perhaps brain damage, amongst other injuries. Uh, tweets from a Tommy Dreamer saying he's up for slotting himself in. That would get a hell of a pop out there in Philadelphia. Uh, there's an open slot right now in the Money in the Bank uh, All-Stars match. Uh you know, a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors swirling around the Internet on who possibly could be slotted in. Do we see something from the Wyatt family? Does the Wyatt family even wish to be involved with this match? Uh, interesting stuff surrounding uh, Kane being pulled from this match, Dave. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's obviously, you know, to, uh, to to sell the Wyatt's debut in the attack, but um, the possible replacements, I mean, I've, I've heard – Names thrown out there like the Big Show, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston. Um, you know, I've even there was even a rumor that the you know Bray Wyatt might replace Kane, and uh, you know I think that's too soon for him to be jumping in the mix like that. Um, you know, I think that's something we discussed on on, on our Tuesday show. However, um, to be quite honest with you, um, you know, there's a few different ideas they can go with it. Um, you know, in, in replacing Kane, or they could just simply just go with six guys and not replace him at all. Um, I even mentioned, you know, on Tuesday of maybe taking the loser of the World Heavyweight Championship match, like either Dolph Ziggler or Alberto Del Rio, and have them make a surprise appearance and enter the match. Doesn't necessarily mean they have to win, but you could fill it out um, with with another former world champion added to the mix. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't – I would – I'd like to see a replacement – and, and have some form of a surprise. However, um, if they do keep it to six guys, I'm okay with that. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's there's a, there's, a, there's you know it's an all stars match. So you know, I, I went over a lot of names on on Tuesday of who could possibly replace Kane. Um, but you know, I was just thinking the other day too, you know, about this, and this is kind of far fetched, but this might be something cool. Um, you know, the Undertaker's name has been dropped lately of possibly competing at SummerSlam. Now they're saying he might not because he's hurt. But what if, you know, Undertaker made a surprise appearance at the end of the match 
Lights go out. Somebody's on top of the ladder. He chokeslams the guy and grabs the briefcase. Undertaker disappears. And then Undertaker can come back a few months later and say, you know, I don't have many left in me, but I want to see if I can give give it one more run with the WWE title. And then he's got the Money in the Bank briefcase, and he announces that he's going to cash it in at WrestleMania against whoever the champion is. And you add more prestige, he's going to cash in on Money in the Bank while he defends the WrestleMania streak, going after a title. I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool if you ask me. I agree. I mean, for WrestleMania 30 especially, I mean, it's going to be a big WrestleMania in a big town. Um, you're going to have people making pilgrimages to WrestleMania 30. I mean, you have the Undertaker, the Undertaker being Mr. Money in the Bank and and cashing in at that event, uh, streak on the line, title on the line. Uh, I, I think that could be a, a tremendous storyline if he can go, you know, if he if it's at all uh, possible for him to perform. I mean, we heard the rumors of injuries, but we've also, you know, we've also heard the rumblings that, uh, you know, the WWE likes to float some uh, maybe erroneous reports just to kind of keep fans guessing. So who knows? I think that would be awesome. Um, you know, I, I again, the thing with the Wyatts, I'm not, you know, I heard a lot of stuff and people talking, well, it's supposed to be an all-star, so Wyatts don't fit in. I mean, you know, I don't think there was like an official criteria laid down. I mean, I know they're calling it that, but it, it what bothers me about the Wyatts uh, or, or Bray Wyatt going in is he, you can't. It's too soon, and you can't have him win. And right now, you're still building him and and his faction. So, you know, I, I wouldn't want to see him, you know, make a grandiose entrance as being a part of the this Money in the Bank match and lose. So there's, I, I just don't think it works. I think it'd be too much too soon. I don't think you need it. Uh, you have set up something with him and Kane, which uh, or the whole clan and Kane. Uh, you know that works for me. Uh, so I, I just I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to see uh, Bray Wyatt anywhere close to Money in the Bank. I'd like to keep you know what he's doing uh, separate from that, uh, at least for right now. I mean, I think you know this guy's got all the talent in the world, and I think we're going to see a lot from the Wyatt family. So we we don't need it right now. Let's let's let the the storyline breathe. Let's let this uh, group breathe a bit and see where the storyline goes. Um, another rumor circulating, uh, you know, and it's interesting, you know, and this is why we like being wrestling fans. You know, people just float stuff out there, but with the the um, the talk and uh, the rumblings that we may hear this. Uh, Storyline progressing all the way to WrestleMania 30, and I'm talking about the McMahon family strife, uh, everything going on with that family. Do we perhaps, and he fits in as an all-star, do we perhaps see Triple H uh, take Kane's slot in this Money in the Bank match, and at some point, uh, for some reason, outraged at his son-in-law, Vince McMahon makes an appearance somehow distracting Triple H, and Triple H loses the match, which continues to build this storyline where Triple H will be none too happy with uh, his father-in-law, and this would be another portion of this storyline moving forward for the rest of the year. I mean, we're hearing the stories, Dave, that uh, this is going to continue, that this storyline is is not close to ending. You've got to figure there's going to have to be... uh, some other things done, other tidbits added to the storyline, just being them quibbling backstage. 
Yeah, I mean, it would bring an interesting dynamic to the match and, you know, adding another storyline to that match, having Triple H insert himself, so to speak, into the ladder match. Um, you know, he's only been in a few of those those ladder matches, uh, one in particular with The Rock at SummerSlam in 1998, which was a classic. Um, but to me, like, putting if, – if, if they were to put him in the ladder match, it seems like to me that they're they're playing Vince as the heel, and Hunter and Stephanie are you know the baby faces of this this feud, you know storyline whatever you want to call it, and um, you know Triple H putting himself into the match it kind of you know would send the vibe that you know there are other members of the locker room that you know aren't you know uh, you know big enough all stars I guess that Triple H, one of the bosses, has to put himself in the match. At the same time, they could, you know, still go with that, you know, with that idea and maybe the locker room somewhat being outraged, and maybe that does turn Triple H heel. Or they bring somebody back like a Big Show, for instance, tomorrow night on Raw. Like Vince could, you know, bring Big Show back in his hired gun to take out his son-in-law for, you know, trying to, you know, ruin things and, and run the company into the ground, you know, maybe something just short-term to maybe reintroduce Big Show and to further along the storyline because we haven't really seen any, like, physical involvement amongst the McMahons. And at some point with this storyline, there's going to have to be some if they're going to do some sort of, sort of a payoff at WrestleMania. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to have, like, a, a verbal sit-down debate in the middle uh, in the middle of the Superdome in New Orleans to, to, to close out this storyline? No, there's going to be some physicality involved. You know, it's it's, it's going to be a blood, you know, hatred feud. And Vince is, you know, going to hate Triple H. And Triple H is going to hate Vince and whoever else is involved in this storyline. So um, I would be surprised if maybe we see, you know, some, like you know, Hunter gets involved in the match. The locker room is kind of outraged. Vince is kind of outraged that he asserted his power to put himself in the match. And then maybe that's where you see Big Show coming. Big Show comes out tomorrow night and Vince brought him back, hired him to, you know, put his son-in-law in check, so to speak. But I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, it definitely it, it fits. You know, I mean, I, I kind of like if he's healthy. I mean, I like the idea of Taker. I think Taker kind of works. I think uh, that whole thing, just, you know, how you laid it out, would be really cool um, to have him win the, the all-star um, money in the bank. I, I tend to lean towards, I, I don't think they're floating rumors. I think Taker is banged up and we probably won't see him. Um but yeah, there's a short list of guys. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to go with the All-Star um vibe, you got Triple H, Big Show could fit the bill. Um you know, we we keep hearing like he's coming back, he's not coming back, he's injured again. Uh you know, a Rey Mysterio would fit the bill. Uh I, I don't think it's going to happen, but so, someone posted today on Facebook Batista's coming back. I don't see that happening. Uh, if he did, that'd be awesome, and he definitely would fit the bill as an all-star. Uh, but there, there's a few right there, and, and you also could have someone you know, lose a match earlier in the evening and wind up being the replacement. What I find curious is how exactly they're going to do this. Is it going to you know, be something where you know, someone's music just hits, and that's how we see the replacement? Is it going to be a backstage vignette? Is it going to be something like we talked about on Tuesday when we were speculating that Kane might not be in the match? Do we have, you know, Jericho versus Ryback, and they change that match, and the stipulation is the winner gets inserted into this uh, 
you know, uh, this Money in the Bank match. I mean, it, it's interesting how exactly they're going to go. Are we just going to be surprised and someone's music's going to hit and they're going to be Kane's replacement? Or we're going to see, uh, you know, something that kind of sets it up storyline. You know, one thing I, I thought interesting, and I'm not, I wouldn't bet the, the farm on it, but just, you know, I know they did something similar on SmackDown uh, this past week, uh, but I was just kind of brainstorming on where they could go with this, and what if they have Luke Harper dressed as Kane in full Kane garb comes down, so we're wondering who the replacement is, and Kane's music hits, and he comes down, he's similar to Kane's size, and uh, you know, he winds up being involved, and maybe he wins the match and gives the the uh, briefcase to Wyatt. You know, thinking out of the box there, again, I wouldn't bet the farm on that, especially since they did a, a mask disguise thing, but he could make a pretty believable Kane physically if he was dressed in Kane garb. So who knows? Lots of speculation, lots of things floating around out there. Who could be Kane's replacement? And I like that. You know, I like what they've done. That You know, you have, like we said, we like the Money in the Bank ladder match. We think it adds a lot. You know, having multiple guys involved in these matches, the storylines kind of wind up writing themselves, and you have a lot to, to go with uh, on your Raws and SmackDowns leading up to this pay-per-view. I like the whole Kane thing. It's kind of added a new wrinkle where we've had the participants in these matches for a little while now, and now all of a sudden... There's a, there's a wrinkle. There's someone else that might be in this match if they choose to go with a replacement, and we have no idea who it might be. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We want your predictions. We want to know what you think of Money in the Bank. What do you think the crowd's going to be like tonight? If you're out there in Philly right now listening to the show, give us a call. We want to hear what things are like out there in Philly. Who's going to be Kane's replacement? What are your thoughts on this? Give us a call. Let us know. What you think? And right now we're going to go out to the phones, and we got as always our first caller. Tony's on the line. Tony, what do you got for us hey, tonight? What's going on, guys? So we got money in the bank tonight. Oh man, uh, as far as I like, um, I like your idea. Of, I don't know. Hey, I don't think I don't know if it'll happen. But Luke Harper disguises Kane winning the uh, winning the money in the bank. Uh, interesting idea, but I mean, like, I don't know if I put the Wyatt's. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if I put the Wyatt's anywhere near the, like the title at this point. You know, this that like, just showed up last week, but it is an interesting idea. You know, having Luke Harper disguise Kane and then winning and doing that kind of stuff. I I I don't see him doing. I don't see him doing that. But it is an interesting idea. Um, as far as like you know, like Undertaker being in it, um, I don't know. I doubtful. I mean, you know, I don't even know if he can climb the ladder. I mean, unless he's just going to stand under the briefcase and just make it magically fall down. You know, make it make it fall off the freaking hook and he catches it. Or whatever, you know. But um, uh, and then even as far as you know, it's like, yeah, like if you, like if they want to put Big Show, I mean, in there or whatever. But you know, yeah, um, I think like having Big Show be the, uh, you know, like the muscle for Vince and this whole McMahon family feud that I guess is going to go on until WrestleMania. Good Lord, I'm <laughs> getting a heart attack here. Uh, <laughs> But uh, and I, um, I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think they really need to like put a, put a seventh guy in the, in there. You know, I, I, mean, I think six guys is plenty because I mean, like the first couple, like the first at the the first few, there were that's there were six guys in there. You know, with the year X one and the year RVD one and one RVD one the next year. 
who, of course, I asked. RVD is the other guy to announce ahead of time when he was cashing in. I hope WWE just doesn't completely, uh, you know, expect us to just forget that now that RVD is actually back in the freaking company. <laughs> oh, I mean, who do you, if you're, I mean, looking at this match, who do you think will be the uh, the replacement? You can like, if you had to predict, and I kind of agree with what you're saying. I mean, I, I kind of you know threw it out there as something that would be an interesting wrinkle. I would not bet the farm that it will wind up being Luke Harper dressed as Kane. I just thought it would be kind of an interesting concept because they're they're both seven footers. But um, if we're being realistic, if you're going to lay down your next paycheck on uh, betting on who's going to be Kane's replacement, who do you think? I would say uh, probably I don't know maybe the Big Show or or like maybe you know, like I know you were saying like. Uh, the you know, like uh, Chris Jericho uh, Ryback or whatever. The only thing is Ryback's never been champion, so and this is an all former world champion, Money in the Bank. So, uh, but uh, you know, it's like I don't know. I could even see them doing something where, like, you know, like if Jericho, you know, like after his match or whatever, he could say, you know, it's like, hey, I want to be in the match anyway. So, you know, like this is the match he invented or whatever, and he and you know he he you know he just comes in and he says, hey, but, you know, put, put me in there too. You know, since Kane, you know, since you need a slot to fill, you can put me in. I invented the match, you know, and you can, I don't know, if, you know, if they want to go that way. If they, you know, like I say, if they, if they want to put a seventh guy in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We're all we're doing this all speculation. I mean, there there uh, might not even be a replacement. They might just say, all right, you know, the, the match is is one man down. Uh, it should be interesting. What you know, out of all the match, I mean, we have like two Money in the Bank matches, a bunch of singles competitions, uh, tag match. Uh, what are you looking forward to most tonight? Uh, I kind of say that the the, the All Star Money, probably the All Star ladder match. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting stuff. I mean, I heard if Tom and Dreamer shows up, that'd be kind of cool. You know, it's like having if you have know, Dreamer and RVD both both there, place would go nuts. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to that one, and uh, you know, probably, you know, probably uh, I guess you know, like both money, both both money in the bank matches. You know, I know the other one isn't really been getting as much hype, but it's, I think it's, you know, it's, it's been good. I mean, you know, it should be, it should be a fun match, and um, you know, even though even the two title matches should be should be interesting too. You know, I mean, I, uh, like I said, I, I really hope Mark Henry comes out of this with the belt tonight, because you know, like I say, you know, I've said every time, you know, a lot of times, but the other. The, after you know, like all the all the hype and all the videos about you know, and then him saying that it's the only it's the only belt that he hasn't won. I mean, you know, it's like they gotta have him win it. You know, I I I think he's gotta win it. You know, and you know, and, uh, as far as what to do with the world title, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I could yeah, you know, I could see them putting the belt back on Dolph. Um, you know, I don't I, I know WWE doesn't like to have the titles change uh, both titles change hands on two, on the same show too often, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll uh, throw maybe they'll. Uh, a little shock is here. I'm curious your thoughts. Like, I mean, you're you're saying you know that you you want Mark Henry to win. Do you uh, are you confident he's gonna gonna win tonight? Like, is that your your pick? You know, you know, going with your heart versus what your brain tells you. You know, if you had to again, gun to your head, and you had to pick the winner, are you picking Mark Henry, or is that just where you want the match to go? That's more of that's more of yeah where I wanted to say you know I have a, yeah I, I have a, you know I'm, they're probably going to keep it on Cena if they're going to do Cena and uh, Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam because I hear that's I don't know I've heard you know, I heard that's what they're leading to but you know I I, you know, I I just think Mark Henry deserves to be you know you know he, he deserves to uh, to have the belt you know especially you know it's like 
plus you know, the fans are going to be overwhelmingly behind him anyway, since it's you know, it's so, you know, it's Philly and like they're the more of a hardcore race fan base or whatever. But uh, it's you know, I, I mean, either way, I mean, I, I think you know, it's like I think the, I think the match should be good. You know, I mean, you know, it's like you know, Cena's obviously definitely. I think he's going to lift Mark Henry up for the uh, AA or whatever. He'll, pro- he'll probably get it. I don't know. Yeah. Be cool if, if Mark Henry did, did uh, kick out of one, you know. Like maybe Cena has to give him two, two or three to finish him. Yeah, maybe they go that route. Just to, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting. Like going with your heart or your head, looking at this match. Uh, you know, it would be cool though. It would be cool also. If Mark Henry did one of his like kickouts where he like, you know, basically bench pressed and threw the guy. So takes the AA and like, you know, from laying on his back, throws Cena out of the ring. Um. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting. To see, I mean, I'm looking forward to the match. I think the the card is pretty stacked. I think there's, uh, you know, you have some legit storylines, uh, you know, stuff surrounding each and every match. Uh, should be a real solid pay per view. Uh, Tony is the best blogger in the business. Check us out at thekenryshow.com. Blogging on Raw, SmackDown, and Impact. And he joins us each and every week, giving us his insight on the world of professional wrestling. Tony, thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you Tuesday. All right. Talk to you. There are Tony's thoughts. Uh, interesting, you know. Let's let's you know looking at some of the other matches. I mean, we have you know, like I said, the uh, we got a pretty stacked card going right here, and uh, a few singles matches. Uh, we got the kickoff uh, pre-show where we have the Shield defending their tag team championships against the Usos, and. Uh, I'm a big Uso fan. I love the Usos. I, I just they're they're a true tag team. They've come in as a tag team. I, I like what they bring to the table. I like that we have a true tag team uh going after these belts. Shield is strong though. Shield is real popular. Um why not? We'll go like predictions for this match. Here's what I'm thinking with this match, looking forward. I think we're gonna have a real good match. I think slowly but surely we're seeing some uh tag team wrestling coming back. Uh, I like what I'm seeing out of the Usos. I think they're continuing to improve. I think there's a lot of things we can see going forward with these guys. But when it comes to the Shield, it's way too soon as far as I'm concerned. So my pick tonight is the Usos with the win, but something's going to happen, and whether it's a countout or DQ or something's going to go on, the Shield's walking out with the belts, but Usos get the victory. What are your thoughts on this match, Dave? I think the Usos are taking it. Um, it's too soon for them to drop the titles. I think the Sh- I think I'm sorry, the Shield's taking it. The, the, the Usos. I think it'll come up close, and I think they'll be portrayed as, you know, a strong contender. Um, I would like to see this rivalry go a little forward between the two teams. Maybe do a rematch at SummerSlam um, of some sorts. Um, I'm hearing possibilities of the Shield defending the titles against. Seamus and Randy Orton, or even Antonio Cesaro and Jack Swagger. I've heard you know, those combination of teams that are, could be penciled in for the Shield. But I'd like to see the Shield new. So they, you know, they got some chemistry, and you know, they they work re- they've worked really well together from what I've seen on TV. Um, I'm just afraid that they're going to take it, and you know, Shield will go over, and then you won't see these two you know teams go after each other again because from what I read that. They want the Usos to look strong. They want the Usos to look strong um, and be a top contender for this for these tag team titles against the Shield and make them a meaningful team in the division. 
why they kind of changed their look up a little bit with the face paint and, you know, had a few decisive victories. But at the end of the day, Rollins and Reigns are walking out uh, Philadelphia with the titles. And I also think, too, that another reason why they put this show on, this match on the pre-show itself was for two reasons. One, you know, the Shield's a very popular act, and they wanted to beef up the pre-show a little bit um, to get some viewers on, you know, YouTube and Google and Twitter and Facebook and Yahoo and the WWE app and every other source of social media that is going to be streaming this match. And then secondly, I think, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I think we'll see the Shield at some point make an appearance during the World Championship contract Money in the Bank ladder match. So I think that's why this match is going on first, or on the pre-show, I should say. Yeah, and those, I mean, that going on the pre-show definitely makes a lot of sense. I just, I, I, I kind of like, like you're saying, I like what I'm seeing out of these two guys, these two teams and their chemistry in the ring. And that's why I, I think this program has, has some legs and maybe, maybe not another pay-per-view match, but that's why I'm, I'm picking the Usos to win, but not win the belts. So they'll, they'll win in some way, shape or form. The Shield will walk out of there with the belts, uh, which will give, uh, ammunition and reason for them to uh, have further bouts against each other. So, uh, interesting. First pick, we're differing, though. Uh, Uso's getting the win, not the belts. Dave's saying Shield's getting the win and the belts. That's our first pick of the night, 347-838-9815. We want to hear from you, your thoughts on the entire pay-per-view tonight. What do you think's going to happen? What are you looking forward to? Who's going to be the mysterious replacement for Kane? Give it to us. We're going to go out to the phones. we got Mr. Trivia on the line. Trivia, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Doing all right. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. Just waiting anxiously for money in the bank like everybody else is. Cool. What do you got for us? What are you looking forward to? Big pay-per-view tonight. Well, yeah, uh, my my first pick, I think I have to uh, agree with uh, Diamond Dave there with the uh, – the Shield, I believe the Shield, you know, too early for them to lose the titles yet. They're a good team. The Usos are a good team. They're going to be an up-and-coming team. I see them eventually winning the tag team titles somewhere down the line. Um, if not from the Shield, maybe from somebody else. But I do uh, I do see them winning the tag team titles again eventually. And I do see the Shield uh, prevailing tonight over the Usos. Um, also, uh, I'd like to see, um, my, my pick for money in the bank. Uh, I've been going back and forth with this all day. I'm trying to, you know, I mean, you guys have been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, and, and I've been agreeing with this, you know, a lot of times with Daniel Bryan, how, you know, he's going over and everything else. And, but then again, I'm looking at RVD and I'm kind of comparing it. I'm not comparing RVD to The Rock, but I'm comparing the the situation to The Rock because the first time The Rock fought John Cena for the title, there was you know there was no way that he was going to lose that match, the first WrestleMania when he fought him at WrestleMania, because there I told I told a friend of mine I said they're not going to have they're not going to have Rock away for all that time to have him come back and lose. And in a way, I kind of feel the same way about the RVD situation, too. Yeah, he's been in TNA. He has been wrestling. He's been active. But he's been out of the WWE for a while. The WWE fans are anxious to see him come back. And I'm saying I don't think they're going to keep – they're going to have 
RVD come into the the back to the WWE and lose the match. I I, I mean it could happen. It's very possible it would happen, but. I'm just going to put my stamp on it and say RVD tonight is going to win the uh, uh, Money in the Bank. It doesn't, you know, you you bring up a really good point, you know, and especially looking at the the analogy with The Rock, and again, not as big as The Rock, like you said, but you know, The Rock away for a while, comes back at a pay per view for a big match in his hometown. RVD gone for the company for a while. Big return at a pay-per-view in the town where he got his start. Uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a very pro-RVD crowd, as Miami was a very pro-rock crowd. Uh, it's it's a really good analogy. And when you're looking at what direction uh, WWE creative is going to go in and what their philosophy might be as far as uh, returning superstars and putting returning stars over... Uh, it, it's a really good point because there's definitely similarities. Again, like you stated, not as big as The Rock, but uh, definitely a very, very similar situation. So RVD is your pick for the uh, the big all-stars money in the bank. I'm curious, like, is, is that the match you're looking forward to most or is there another match you're really looking forward to tonight? Well, the match that I'm looking forward to tonight is I really – it would really make – my my evening, and I don't care if the rest of the pay per view sucks. If John Cena loses, the pay per view is an A plus for me because I think Mark Henry is about due. You know, like John Cena said on Monday Night Raw, the WWE the WWE title will validate his 17 years he's been in the WWE. I think. The WWE creatives, Vince McMahon's from everybody on up is going to be like, well, you know, even if Mark Henry holds the title for a month, you know, he's never been WWE champion. The only title he hasn't held, individual singles title he hasn't held, make him champion, solidify his career, let him lose it maybe a month or two later to whoever loses, to whoever they put up against him, let him ride off into the sunset. Happy go lucky, and that's that. Although I am looking forward to Ziggler and Del Rio as well, which should be a very entertaining match. What's your pick for that match? Uh, Ziggler. I think Ziggler's going to uh, going to prevail and become champion again. You know, Dave made a a tremendously excellent point, as he always does on his points that he makes are very spot on. Um. His first title reign wasn't that long. Now he's got the taste of the championship. The WWE saw what kind of champion Dolph Ziggler could be, see how the crowd reacts to him as champion. I heard rumor, I don't know if Dave has heard it or if Ken has heard it, but I heard that there might be a Dolph Ziggler-Biggie Langston match down the road. Uh, That would be interesting to see. I've, uh, I've, maybe. Heard, I've, I've heard that, too, as well. I've heard that there's a possibility that Langston will interfere, costing Ziggler the match, setting up um, Langston and Ziggler for SummerSlam and making the split somewhat official between Ziggler and the Biggie Langston-AJ camp. Um, that, that's possible, too. There's one point I wanted to make. You know, Mr. Curry, you made some great points here. 
Um, Thank you. You know, I'm I'm in the same boat as you in terms of the the All Star match here with with Brian and RVD because, you know, on one hand Brian is super hot right now and it just looks so obvious that he could win it and the rumors of course of him and John Cena headlining SummerSlam which I think would be a tremendous match and I would love to see it. However, you you make a great point. RVD's coming back to the town that basically made him a name in Philadelphia. He's He's going to be the hometown boy. He's going to be the favorite in that match amongst the entire audience there in the crowd. And to have him come back and come up short isn't exactly, you know, of RVD caliber standards, you know what I mean, especially in, in an environment like Philadelphia where he's, you know, got a huge background. But here's another point I'd like to make. If you remember, RVD is also a former Money in the Bank winner. If you also remember, he also cashed in his Money in the Bank against John Cena at the One Night Stand pay-per-view in 2006. They do have a history with each other. They could have RVD win this money in the bank and announce his cash-in at SummerSlam. And if you remember the finish of that match, it was Paul Heyman that made the count, one, two, three, and RVD became the new WWE champion. What if, instead of putting Daniel Bryan in that position, because Daniel Bryan's still hot, they could put him and Cena down the road for like a Night of Champions pay-per-view or even Hell in a Cell, what if they held off on that for a little bit and had RVD win the money in the bank, he goes and announces he's going to cash in at SummerSlam, takes on John Cena, and in some small way, Paul Heyman helps RVD win the WWE title for the short term. And, of course, everybody will think in the beginning that Heyman and RVD are in cahoots. However you can get that slow build to a heel turn where eventually it was a plan all along, but RVD didn't really know to the audience. RVD didn't really know at first that Heyman was going to help him win the title. And then you have that association of Rob Van Dam and Paul Heyman, and of course the history they have with ECW, and you have a, a, a program between John Cena and RVD for the fall coming out of, coming out of SummerSlam. That's it. You know, I'm just thinking, though, if you go in that direction, I mean, you know, just thinking being in Philadelphia, what if a, a you have an RVD win and you have a, a broken, battered, just at the end of clinging to life, John Cena successful in his title defense and RVD cashes in tonight in front of the Philly crowd. That's that's another that's another good idea too that that's possible. You know, the only person in Money in the Bank history to ever cash in on the same night he's won it is Kane in 2010 when he defeated Rey Mysterio to win the world title. That's also very possible possible too. And you know, Van Dam and Cena have history with each other. They could you know go the other route that Cena needs redemption because he lost his title to a Rob Van Dam cash in seven years ago. So there's a lot of different possibilities you can go with this. But, Mr. Trivia, you made up some great points. Um, I will disagree with you. I don't think Ziggler's winning the, the title as much as so I'd like to say oh, that. Okay. I think they're going to stick with Del Rio um, and, and then go with Ziggler and Langston. But they could always go back to Del Rio and Ziggler in the fall and make yeah. up for, you know, what, what's taken place in the past few months between the two. Also, also, what would make it good tonight is if the final is if the two guys, because, you know, there's always a money in the bank where one guy goes up one side of the ladder and one guy goes up the other side and they're just kicking the crap out of each other. One guy falls off, the other guy gets the, the belt, uh, the briefcase. What if it's RVD and Daniel Bryan on, on either on one on each side, 
duking it out, and Daniel Bryan just, like, falls off and RVD grabs it. That's not a bad idea either. You know, this just came to mind, too. This wasn't a, this wasn't a Money in the Bank ladder match, but if you remember WCW, um, they had uh, at Starcade 2000, they had a ladder match between three count, the Young Dragons, and uh, Jamie Noble and Evan Courageous. And it was billed as like a tag team ladder match, but one guy got a cruiserweight title shot. Now, of course, it's kind of messed up that they billed it as a tag team ladder match, but only one person is the real winner. But the finish of that match was uh, Shane Helms and Shannon Moore both grabbed the contract at the same time and jumped off. What if they had Brian and RVD both have the contract um, at the same time and then maybe you set something up where the winner, the two of them are at SummerSlam against each other for the sole possession of the Money in the Bank briefcase. You leave a little bit of intrigue, um, yep. you know, coming out of that, coming out of tonight's All-Stars match. And, you know, Daniel Bryan's, you know, not going to be a favorite in this match amongst the Philadelphia crowd. You know, he's those fans are, are into him as well, and he's super hot wherever he's gone. So I think it would make for an exciting finish to that match and leave people guessing and, of course, tuning into Raw tomorrow night. That's a good hook to get people to watch Raw. What are they going to do results of Money in the Bank? Two guys walked out with the briefcase. We don't have a clear-cut winner. So there's a lot of different possibilities they can go with it. But, you know, I I like a lot of your thoughts and analogies, you know, going forward with that match in particular. Thank you. Well, one other thing, guys, and I'll let everybody else get their calls, and I've taken up too much of your time already. Uh, I think the uh, replacement, my pick for Kane's replacement tonight will be Kofi Kingston. We haven't seen him in a while. He's been out. He's been injured. It's about it's about time, you know, good good time for him to come back. Guys, have a great show. Enjoy the pay per view, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks, thanks, trivia. Thanks a lot for the call. That's a, you know, I I wouldn't bet on Kofi. It's an interesting pick and a guy that you know, if you want a, another guy just for spots, um, you know, Kofi would definitely be a, an interesting guy to. To throw in, and I, I don't know if I really see that, but uh, definitely an interesting name to throw out there. And he is, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but this is around the time period where we're talking. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a huge injury. I mean, he he should be coming back soon, correct? Yeah, I, I've heard I've heard four to eight weeks. Um, you know, and and. You know, he, he would be a good filler in that match for spots because he has money in the bank ladder match history. I mean, we've seen him do some amazing things, um, you know, one year in particular at WrestleMania um, in, in Phoenix where he took a broken ladder and used it as stilts. You know, he's a very creative guy when it comes to those kinds of matches. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if they put him in this match. He would be the only person who has never won a world championship out of that match. Um so, I mean, but then again, they're billing it as a Money in the Bank All-Stars match, so I think they're just billing it as, you know, guys who have all competed in Money in the Bank ladder matches before or have had, you know, somewhat of success in those matches. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it either. There's, I, I've heard Kofi, I've heard Big Show, I've heard possibly Rey Mysterio. Um, there's a lot of different possibilities you can go with it. Hell, what if they didn't have Cena and Henry headline tonight's pay-per-view and Henry lost and then he came in and destroyed everybody and won the Money in the Bank contract and then you could redo him and Cena at SummerSlam? It's a good point. I mean, I, I, I would doubt that, but why not? I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be interesting booking. I think everyone's kind of, you know, again, if you had to bet 
money, you'd say, you know, Cena's match is going to go last. But it would be interesting if, uh, you know, we know we have two matches left and all of a sudden you hear uh, Mark Henry's music hit and you realize that the main event is going to be the all-star money in the bank. That would be kind of cool. Um, interesting stuff. I mean, that's what's cool. You know, when you have a pay-per-view and you have, like, this many questions uh, surrounding things and what direction they can go in, it's really fun for a wrestling fan. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. What do you guys think? Uh, is going to happen tonight. Got to say, Dave, I agree with you. Uh, we're going with our picks. Um, you know, it's funny. And and you know what? Through no fault of his own. I mean, some bad luck. But, you know, have you ever look, Have you ever been, you know, go, looking back and go back like in high school or even elementary school or college and, uh, you know, you had a crush on a girl and, you know, maybe eventually you wound up dating her and, and the crush and the pursuit – was so much more exciting than when you actually started dating her. It was like you you finally got like you you reached the goal, and then it was like, I'm it's uh, the pursuit was just much more much more fun. Um, Ziggler's kind of become like that sort of the pursuit, the having the money in the bank briefcase, the the chase for the title was much more exciting. Than his title reign. Now, granted, a lot of it was not his fault. Concussion, you know, the injury, you know, sporadically being around. So I get it. But a, a mediocre title run reign as at best. Uh, you know, I think having Ziggler in this this state of pursuit, in this this uh, hunger kind of place where he just he he wants the title so bad and he's willing to do what it takes to get there. Um, I, I think that's a good place for Ziggler, at least right now. You know, as much as Ziggler's a star, Ziggler's great. Uh, you know, we're big Ziggler fans here, but there there are times in, in wrestlers' careers, you know, things go in ebb and flows, and you know, the the red hot Ziggler took a dip a bit with his his title run, and I don't want to necessarily call it a rebuild, but it's it is kind of you got to build him up a little bit again. He's a bona fide star. He's very talented, but you, you got to kind of build him up again, distance himself a little bit from that mediocre title run, and, and build him back to like a superstar. And I kind of like the idea of Ziggler being hungry and Ziggler the pursuer and Ziggler the predator. And so I'm looking, look, I, I think something's going to happen tonight. It's not going to be a clean win. Perhaps we have a Big E interference or. Maybe not a straightforward interference, but some sort of distraction that, that pisses Ziggler off towards Big E and or AJ. We see something like that, perhaps. I don't think it's going to be a straightforward clean win, but I think we're going to see more of the the hungry pursuing Dolph Ziggler than champ Dolph Ziggler. And if Ziggler's going to go over uh, as champ, I would rather see it on the big stage and perhaps see a... Wins the title back at SummerSlam, but I'm agreeing with you, Dave. I think uh, I think we're looking at Del Rio victorious tonight. Yeah, I, I think Del Rio is going to uh, come out victorious, and I'm curious as to what, what or who he'll move on to. Um, another idea that I thought of, um, you know, in my sleep because I do a lot of these, you know, thinking about these things <laughs> for the show and just for you know purposes of amusing and entertaining myself, but also for all you listeners out there. Um, what if Del Rio had, you know, because he's the Mexican aristocrat, he's rich, you know, they, they've, they've, he's gone back to being that heel. 
what if he paid off Langston and A.J. Lee, or Langston, to help him win the match, and Langston is somewhat of his bodyguard, just for the short term, and maybe even, you know, A.J., and then just kind of use them to, you know, to, to, to keep Ziggler down and not, you know, and, and stop his pursuit of the world heavyweight title. And then maybe we see a rematch at SummerSlam between Ziggler and Del Rio and Langston's in the corner or something. And maybe, you know, Ziggler finally wins it from Del Rio, coming back from all the odds that his girlfriend dumped him, his bodyguard dumped him. He's been humiliated by his arch enemy, the world heavyweight champion. Maybe we see something like that. That all, I mean, yeah, that works. I mean, doing money talks, and, and AJ's just been brilliant lately, and you want to really ramp up her heel factor, uh, you know, dumping her man because some hundies were flashed in her face, and she just goes where the money is. Uh, that would be great for her character as well, and, and Big E and, and Ziggler uh, basically desert Ziggler, and, uh, you know, you have a little faction over there with uh, Del Rio. You know, money talks, and the thing is, you don't. He does the aristocrat thing, uh, but you don't see that a lot with him, like throwing his money around and and purchasing things for his benefit. So it would be something, you know, very Ted DiBiase like, uh, but I think would work, and it would definitely stack the odds against Ziggler, which would again, as as a you know, making him a face, it makes you really want to root for him to uh, get over and finally get that title back. I think that would work. I think that's great. I, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if we see something like that tonight because as much as I think Del Rio's going over, he's not going over clean. We're going to have something screwy. So whether it's uh, Biggie and AJ, whether we see uh, you know something else, I don't know. But I, I do believe that we're going to see a Del Rio win uh, with some sort of screwy finish. Uh, interesting matchup also tonight. We have Curtis Axel. The Intercontinental Champion versus The Miz. Uh, interesting booking this week. We have Curtle Axel losing twice uh, to Chris Jericho going into his match against The Miz. Uh, good thing or bad thing dropping two matches this week to Jericho, Dave? Well, he didn't really get off on the right foot when he made his debut in the first place. I mean, you know, with the with the the the, the two. I wouldn't call them fluke victories, but they weren't exactly very appealing victories to help his character when he wrestled Triple H and you know, a few of his matches with John Cena. Um, you know, he, his third victory, his, his first real serious victory was against Chris Jericho about a month ago on SmackDown. Um, and then, you know, he rode high with that going into winning the Intercontinental title on Father's Day last month at Payback. Um, I mean... There, it's it's up and down with him um, in terms of you know the way that they have handled him so far. You know, I think that they that they think, or at least it's just my assumption, that they're resting on the laurels that well he's associated with him and everyone's going to think he's a big deal. And now he's got the Intercontinental Belt, they'll think he's even a bigger deal. I think he needs to get a few you know some some serious you know wins under his belt. Um, and I think. You know, we mentioned this to each other off the air, but to our listeners, you know, I think that the two losses this past week to Jericho, I think there's a purpose for it, especially after what we saw on Friday night when he, like, destroyed the announce table and the announce area and he just went crazy. I think it's somewhat of a, a wake-up call in the storyline terms with him, and he'll he'll beat The Miz aggressively and decisively, and it won't It'll help him. It won't kill the Miz. It won't make it look like he destroyed the Miz because 
Axel's not that kind of a character. That's something that's left for Ryback to do to Jericho later, and we'll discuss that, you know, in a few. But having the notch on your belt, and I've been saying that a lot in this show, you can hashtag it too if you like, Michelle, notch on belt. But <laughs> having him defeat, because I know she's going to do it on the chat in a few minutes, but having her defeat her, <laughs> Jesus, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> having, him, having him defeat the Miz, who main event at WrestleMania, who is a former WWE champion in a decisive, aggressive, clean fashion, I think will truly help him going further, being the Intercontinental Champion, and then moving forward with whatever they decide to do with him. And, of course, having his association with Heyman helps, him kind of being on the outside looking in and the potential Brock Lesnar-CM Punk storyline helps, you know, being associated in that circle somewhat. So I think tonight we're going to see Curtis Axel really, like, have a mean streak and an aggressive side of sorts and take it out on the Miz, which I've got no problem with that. I mean, you know. No, we're good with that. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're perfectly okay with that over here at the Ken Reedy Show. But, and, and I think we'll see Axel, you know, he, he'll, things will be a lot better for him moving forward with this push um, because it's been really hot and cold as to what they've done with him as of late. Yeah, and say what you will. I mean, again, we, we've talked about it here, and, and we're not like, you know, we're, we're never going to be card-carrying members of the Miz fan club. However, you know, you're talking about a former champion. You're talking about a guy that's got history in the company. You're talking about a guy who's who's main-evented a WrestleMania. So, you know, to have a match like this, being the IC champion, retaining against a guy like this at a pay-per-view will definitely be a uh, Good for Axel. So I think we're both in agreement. Axel wins this, retains the title. And also, I think it, it hopefully will, will help the title to a certain extent as well. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We are in a Money in the Bank Sunday night. Lots of great stuff going on. We want to hear from you. we got some guys on hold right now. We're going to get to you in just a little bit. But right now, it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every Sunday night here on the Ken Reedy Show. Hashtag Day 5. The WWE Performance Center opened this week in Orlando, Florida. COO Triple H, as well as countless other superstars, appeared for the grand opening to welcome the media and provide a grand tour of the facility, as well as the idea behind the concept of the WWE Performance Training Center. The training center provides seven rings for training, an HD production facility, an in-house medical and training staff, as well as a workout center, and real-time HD cameras providing around-the-clock coverage of trainees that officials in the Stanford, Connecticut office can watch and give reviews of the performances. In our second story, the WWE will officially announce that the Ultimate Warrior will be featured in the WWE 2K14 video game. WWE is set to make it a big announcement with Warriors' involvement with the WWE and 2K Sports. Could we see a possible Hall of Fame induction? 2K Sports and WWE are expected to unveil to the media this news this week in New York City. Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! His ex-wife. His fourth ex-wife, because he has a lot. we got to keep track of this. Jacqueline Beams has a warrant out for her arrest in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, due to threatening phone calls she allegedly made to Ric Flair's girlfriend, Wendy Barlow-Kidler, a.k.a. Fifi the Maid from WCW, and also of recent fame of the celebrity wife swap. 
Beams certainly isn't beaming with the Mecklenburg Police Department, County Police Department in North Carolina, because she has not turned herself in yet, and she has not been captured at this time. And our fourth story this week, a personal story for myself, a very you know, happy and heartwarming story. Former WWE superstar and personal friend of mine, Shane Hurricane Helms, announced this week on Facebook that he is engaged to longtime girlfriend Karen Blaylock. The couple had a baby boy in the summer of 2012 and have now sealed the deal with an upcoming marriage. Shane, if you're listening, I know I texted you this this week. Congratulations. But once again, officially here on the air on the Ken Reedy Show, congratulations both to you and Karen. I wish you and your family nothing but the best. And finally, in our fifth story, Mick Foley's Kickstarter campaign for his I Am Santa Claus documentary had surpassed the goal of $40,000 with a whopping $49,663. Details on further production have not been released yet. MeTV, Friday nights, 11 p.m., Wrestling on Fire. Ken Reedy and Ray Ray Mars call all the action for you. Check them out, MeTV, Wrestling on Fire, 11 p.m., every Friday night. Hashtag, feel the heat. <laughs> and if you want to check out Season 9 of The Gun Show for the continuous search or capture of one El Rotundo Genioso by Steve Off, check it out, YouTube slash The Gun Show Web TV. And the newest craze in the professional wrestling world, not only is the Ken Reedy Show, but RealFantasyWrestling.com. Check them out at RealFantasyWrestling.com for all the information. Fantasy wrestling brought to a whole new level. And there you have it, my friends. That was the Day 5 News Report. Hashtag Day 5. Only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. You guys out there, if you're not on Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show, get on the show chat because I'm just being really amused by this because Tony, hashtag notch on the belt. Michelle, hashtag Dave Rosenbluth is funny. Then Tony, hashtag enough with the hashtag. Steve, hashtag Tony annoyed. Michelle, hashtag never enough hashtags. So we have, yeah, let's, let's, let's we're taking it to a whole new level. Lots of funny stuff over there on the thread. So go give your two cents. Also, Tony actually wrote, if Warrior goes into the Hall of Fame, I hope we can understand what he says. Which they're going awesome. to they're gonna need, subti- they're gonna need subtitles for his speech they're on really the screen. Are. That would be, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's funny because I'm not, you know, I guess he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I'm not the, the biggest Ultimate Warrior fan, but I'm cool with him going in the Hall of Fame just for the sake of the speech. I want to hear that speech. And I'm sure he'll probably go on and on for an hour, so that could be interesting. Three, four, seven. Eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Getting ourselves back on track. We are on a Money in the Bank Sunday. Big pay-per-view tonight. We're going to go right back after the phones. we got Dank on the line. Dank, are you there? I'm here, gentlemen. How are you doing? How are you doing this fine evening? I am doing good in uh, sunny side uh, Florida. Well, actually, not really sunny. More like gray skies, but whatever. Um, Dave, Dave, this is why I need to go before the news. That was going to be my big thing where um, I was going to talk about the fact that Ultimate Dragon was, or Ultimate Warrior is going to be part of the new wrestling game. Well, but, that's why we do the show and you're on the phone taking, <laughs> calling in. So, But anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually going to, um, Ken brought up a good point. Is Does this mean that we he may be up for 
the Hall of Fame, and if he decide if they decide to put him in the Hall of Fame, how far behind would Macho Man be? You know, I, I, we at the point where the careers of these great legends have gone by so much that Vince may be ready to forgive these, you know, forgive any past mishaps or anything that may have happened, and be like. You deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because of everything that you did for the company, for the fans, and everything. And ultimately, turn around and do a—I forgot what it's called—like a post-mortem induction for Macho Man. What do you guys think? Well, I would hope. I mean, you know, Macho Man deserves to be in before before a lot of guys who already are in, and before the Ultimate Warrior. Um, I would hope. I mean, honestly, at some point. And and I don't know what the deal is, and I'm not going to pretend to know everything that goes on behind the scenes. But if you want your Hall of Fame to be taken, you know, with the utmost of seriousness, then you got to kind of bury the hatchet with some of these guys and just say, all right, you know, like it was what it was, and it sucked working with this person. But as far as our Hall of Fame, uh, they got to go in. And it also depends on you know the rumors you hear. There's a lot of rumblings that Lanny Poffo is saying that. He won't. He won't allow, or the estate of Macho Man would not allow Randy to go in without inducting uh, Lanny as well. Uh, if that's the case, then you can't fault the WWE. Uh, you know that falls on the on the Poffo family. And uh, you know, I mean, Lanny had some you know a real good run as the genius. I I don't know if I consider Lanny Poffo a, a Hall of Famer, but Savage definitely is. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that Ultimate Warrior doesn't deserve to be in, but there's, you know, it, Savage going in is really uh, the paramount, I think, to really giving that Hall of Fame credibility. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all I have. Um, the only thing I don't want to think is I was looking at the um, improv list for Orlando for upcoming events, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but... Mick Foley is actually going to be at the Emperor down in Orlando. It's going to be in October. But apparently he's doing a tour to where he's talking about his life. So I don't know if you guys want to look into that or not. But I, I was like really surprised stand-up. to see his name. I've heard he's been doing stand-up. I heard he's actually pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I have to check and see where the dates are, see if he's coming to this area. If you wind up going to the show, like definitely give us a, a like, call and give us a report on what the show is like. Oh, I, I, I definitely will, and it's only like twenty bucks, so it's definitely like very feasible. So, um, me and the girl who we may take a night and do, you know, make it a date night and uh, check it out, and then obviously I call you guys and let you guys know. Very cool. But um, enjoy awesome. the show tonight, guys. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Thank you very cool. much, Thanks, buddy. Talk later. It's Dank, you know. I love Dank because Dank kind of you know gets us talking about things that we probably wouldn't have talked about tonight. It's a little Ultimate Warrior, a little. Hall of I got Fame, a, I got a little macho man. I got an Ultimate Warrior scoop for you. Ultimate Warrior on Twitter just posted seven fifteen thirteen. Always believe. Wow. We, I mean, they're they're gonna you know unveil that he's gonna be a player, you know, playable character in the video game. Do we see him make a return to the WWE tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw? And as far as him going into the Hall of Fame, my opinion, he had the Goldberg run before Goldberg had the Goldberg run. He was popular for a short amount of time, and then it fizzled out. 
The only, I mean, I, I think they'll put him in for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I think a majority of fans want to see it. I really don't care for it because I was not a fan of him because he beat my, my hero, Hulk Hogan, at WrestleMania 6. Yes, but, yes, but, yes. And, and, he, and he's also a jerk face, too, without the paint. <laughs> but hashtag jerk face without the paint. Never enough hashtags. Anyhow, <laughs> Vince knows he can make money off of him. They can make, like, you know, they, they can sell tassels to put around these kids' arms, you know, like neon-colored tassels and, you know, a face paint kit or, like, you know, a, a replica of, like, the warrior symbol that's on his face and turn it into a mask. I mean, Vince knows he can make money with it. You know what I mean? You know, how many how many guys are you going to see in, like, you know, suit and tie the next year's Hall of Fame in New Orleans if they decide to induct the Warrior there with, like, tassels on their sports coats? And here's another thing, too. The Ultimate Warrior also had a run in Bill Watts' territory down in Louisiana for, for Mid-South Wrestling, the site of next year's WrestleMania. So how apropos is that? That'd be cool. I mean, it, it could work. You know, maybe we, do we have like a, at least a stare down, some sort of confrontation with uh, the Warrior and Ryback? Maybe they that do trip. Maybe they maybe they do tri- this McMahon family storyline. Maybe they do Vince bringing in the Ultimate Warrior for WrestleMania to kill Triple H like he did at WrestleMania 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. What I'm really curious about is if the Warrior is going to be there tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, and his music hits. I'm sure he's going to get a pop, but there's been some negative press. I'm curious like, for a long time. I'm curious how the crowd's going to react. But what I'm really curious about, is he going to be able to run down to the ring? I'm wondering um, if he can still do that sprint down to the ring. I, but, you know, I, I, I bet my paycheck that, that that doesn't happen. He might, <laughs> he might like, walk or, like, lightly jog. And, like, I think he'll, I think he'll shake the ropes, but that's it. Like, if if he performs a clothesline or picks somebody up, then you know, then I'll say he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I don't still, think we'll I mean, see that. Honestly, he still looks good. I don't know, you know, because he's been so far removed from uh, the public eye. Reality. You know, appears, I don't know from reality as all <laughs> yeah. my warriors. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, you go you go on YouTube, just find stuff, whether it's recent stuff or old stuff. I mean, he's still entertaining. Um, but he still looks great. I mean, he's still got a, a killer physique. It's just, I don't know what his injury situation is right now. I don't know what he can and can't do in the ring, but he still looks like he's in good shape. It would be interesting if uh, they decided to use him for uh, a match of some sort. But how how did we get off? It's Money in the Bank Sunday. How dank! Oh, dank! Dank gets us off on tangents. How did we get on chicken wing at Hooters? You got us off topic. Let's get back to Money in the Bank. Speaking Please. of which, do we have a confrontation with the Warrior and Ryback? Who knows? But tonight, Ryback is taking on Chris Jericho. I don't know where they're going with the Ryback character. He's kind of become cryback. He's whining about his leg. He fought through the leg injury on Friday. I, I don't know. And maybe a confrontation with the Warrior tomorrow night on Raw would serve to, to help rebuild this man, but uh, like we talked about last show, I don't know if I've ever seen a character as hot drop as quickly as Ryback has, and all that being said, my pick of the night for this match, I I gotta say, Ryback is going over tonight, Jericho's been known to say that he wants to help get some of the newer guys over, Fozzie's going on tour, all signs point to 
Uh, Ryback hopefully having a strong win tonight against Jericho. Your thoughts on this, Dave? Um, I'd like to see Ryback go over. Um, it's a matter, as a matter of fact, the last time he had a pay-per-view victory over someone was Kurt Hawkins and Tyler Rex at last year's Money in the Bank ladder match. So the last time he had a pay-per-view victory. Um, so it would come full circle tonight if he were to defeat Chris Jericho. Um, I think, you know, a, a, a victory over Jericho would certainly help him um, get him out of a rut. And, of course, there's speculation with the interaction he had with Vicky Guerrero on Monday that Vicky Guerrero might come in and be his manager. Maybe she'll have some involvement in the match. Um, I was thinking, you know, I, from what I read, Jericho is advertised for tomorrow night's Raw in Brooklyn, New York, at the Barclays Center. So maybe Jericho gets an upset victory. They do a rematch tomorrow, and Ryback takes him out then, or – you know, Jericho gets an upset victory tonight, and Ryback kills him at the end of the match, you know, a couple power bombs, a shell shock or whatever, and then they stretcher Jericho out tonight um, and then write him off TV, and he goes on tour with Fozzie, and then he'll come back for the WrestleMania swing, um, in, you know, the beginning of the new year. Um, you know, you're, you're right, absolutely right. Uh, a guy that's, you know, had going into the, you know, the year 2013 beforehand, he had, you know, all the momentum in the world. Um, with the company behind him to, you know, potentially be a top guy. I think, um, you know, a couple of losses to the Shield and uh, especially the failed beginning stages of the heel turn and the run with John Cena um, kind of put him back, set him back quite a ways. But um, Jericho knows how to get those guys, you know, get the young guys over and, and make them relevant and important. You know, he's done it. Virtually every time he's bowed out of the company, he did it last year with Ziggler. Um, you know, he, he did it with John Cena in 2005. You know, helped make John Cena. So we might see a Ryback victory um, and a very dominant one over Chris Jericho. Um, most people want to see Ryback kill Jericho, so it writes Jericho off TV and kind of helps Ryback um, move up. But I don't think we're necessarily going to see that. Um, I think we'll see Ryback win. So I'm going to have to go with Ryback here. And the love fest. The only the only thing we differ on right now is is the pre show match. Uh, who's going to be victorious in that match? So uh, interesting. Looking forward to the picks. We want to hear from you. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. What are your picks tonight? Let's hit some of these ladder matches because obviously it's money in the bank, money in the bank ladder match, and uh, I think they've put together two really good ladder matches, and I like the dynamic of having the up and coming stars. Uh, and the All-Stars, two different uh, kind of matches. So, uh, you know, that's that's really cool. And uh, you know what? Before we get into that match, we do have a phone call. Uh, we have someone on location in Philadelphia, so we're going to get him right on the phone right away. Todd, are you there? I'm here, Ken. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? Uh, great. We just got to our seats, and uh, the place is getting pretty packed. Everyone's excited. Uh, I got to tell you, the day started with uh, the security guard guarding the Liberty Bell, telling us he was going to be here tonight. That's awesome. And uh, the uh, the Daniel Bryan chants have just gotten louder and louder as we've gotten closer to the place. And uh, right now, something is starting to happen in the arena. <laughs> it suddenly got very loud, and. Uh, 
things are getting going. The lights just went down. The ladders are out, lining the uh, the walkway, and I may not be able to hear another word you say, Ken. <laughs> well, it's wow. It sounds like it's getting loud there already, and we're just. Uh, I guess we're getting ready to start the pre-show match. Uh, I know you took definitely your getting ready. There. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off because I can't hear much of what you're saying. But I got to tell you, when they played the uh, Daniel Bryan theme song at Xfinity Live when we had dinner, the place exploded. He is definitely uh, the hot guy to watch right now. Daniel Bryan fans and the RBD chance. Very interesting. All right, well, go enjoy yourself. Have a good time and uh, give us a call back maybe Tuesday. Let us know how it was to be there live. All right, enjoy the show, everybody. Take it easy. And hey, that was cool. Quick phone call, Todd. Out there, it sounds like the uh, the crowd is getting hot already. Interesting that you know, I mean, there's, there's speculation that uh, you know it is Philadelphia. You know, as much as Daniel Bryan is hot, um, you know, RVD is a, the hometown boy. You know, would Daniel Bryan be as over as he's been? Um, obviously. He is well over in Philadelphia as well as everyone else in the country, everywhere else in the country right now. So uh, right now in that uh, all-star match, RVD, Chance, and yes, Chance, dominating the arena before the event even starts. Go figure. But what I want to get back to is talking about our rookie match, our uh, future all-stars match. Uh, I love in wrestling, again, we, and we've said this numerous times on the show, when you get a, uh, a situation where... For those of us who have watched this stuff for years, it's tough to surprise us. It's tough to keep us guessing. You know, we've seen a lot of it. And uh, as fans, we love when they, they kind of get us uh, in a place where it's like, wow, you know, I don't know who's going to win this. This is uh, kind of very intriguing. And this uh, this uh, Future Stars matchup, uh, a lot of, lot of talent in this match, Dave. A lot of guys that... Uh, you could see having very, very, very big futures uh, going forward. Uh, tough match to call here. It is a very tough match to call because there's a lot of young talent that they have had their eye on and have dabbled with in, you know, top-tier positions. You know, one time Jack Swagger was the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title against Del Rio. He was in one of the four main events of WrestleMania. Um, granted, it was the most consistent build of a storyline heading into that pay-per-view and then you have now his association with another guy in the match Antonio Cesaro who has kind of had some new life breathed you know put into his character by pairing with Swagger and Coulter um Damian Sandow is coming off of a of a solid uh, uh program with Sheamus a main event guy um then you got other guys who've just been kind of out of it, like uh, like Wade Barrett and Cody Rhodes, for instance. You haven't really seen a whole lot of them. Um, and I would consider those two the, the dark horses, so to speak. Um, Dean Ambrose is a heavy favorite because he's a member of the Shield, and he's a, he's the new Internet darling um, for uh, for WWE fans and for most of the Internet. Um, and then you have uh, Fun Don Cole. <laughs> you know, he's the... He's the He's the, the favorite amongst the audience as the baby face. Just, you know, I mean, you saw the reaction he got when he was in that backstage segment last week. The crowd popped pretty big. And coming off of his success coming out of WrestleMania, you know, they could give him the briefcase too. Um, I mean, you know, imagine just him dancing his way with the contract to a cash-in, you know. Like, I mean, that would be pretty entertaining. And then he were to lose. But, um, 
you know, there's a lot of different possibilities you can go with this match. Um, but it's going to be very exciting. And I love the dynamic that's all heels, and the other one's all baby faces, which I don't think has ever been done before, which is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, you can, you, can make it, you can make a case, no pun intended, for just about all the guys in there that they all could use this. They're, each one of these guys it would boost their career heavily um, if they used this. There's one guy in particular that I think absolutely positively needs it, and that's Dean Ambrose because his run with the Shield and the guys that they, the Shield have gone through, like Undertaker and John Cena and Sheamus and Orton and Big Show and all the top names in the company, and Kane and Daniel Bryan, you know, that's solidified him enough as a major player. And having the United States title, he's already got that. Um, I think he'll get to the main event eventually. I think he'll be a world champion in the WWE someday. My prediction, I'm going with a dark horse prediction. I'm going with Wade Barrett. They haven't done anything <laughs> with him since he lost. Since he lost the I pick too. <laughs> I, I pick Barrett as well. And, 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 and folks, for those listening out there, um, we didn't go over this in our, you know, off-air pre-show meeting. So this is by pure stroke of luck and genius, of course, between these two wrestling minds. But yeah, it's, um, I think Barry. You I, I know, thought we disagree on this. I really did. I thought we, yeah, like we we go over the show and we we. I know sometimes it might not seem like it, but we do have an outline for the show. But we go over like segments. So a lot of times, like, and we do predictions. We don't. We don't talk about what we're predicting. Uh, we just say, all right, we'll, we'll predict this match at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think that when I look at this, and this is kind of how I looked at it, like, and I totally agree with you, with Dean Ambrose, I mean, it, for Ambrose to get money in the bank, it would almost get to a point, and I know this is going to be sacrilege. Uh, the, the smarks out there are just going to, like, they're going to cringe at me saying this, but when you when everyone complains about super cena and cena always wins and he always gets everything to me man if ambrose wins money in the bank it's like jeez man are you just gonna give him everything i mean he's not he has not been around in the wwe that long in this short time period you're gonna make him part of the most dominating faction in the wwe give him credit with his faction for for shelving the undertaker He's, he gets credit for that. He goes through some of the biggest stars in the company, wins the U.S. title, and then you're going to give him money in the bank? I mean, I just think it's it's way too much. And I agree. I think this guy's a star, and he's going to be a star, and he's going to be a champion. He doesn't necessarily have to be a champion having the money in the bank briefcase. I, I just think it becomes too much too soon for Ambrose to win uh, that money in the bank. Uh I, I don't think Fandango is quite ready. I don't know if Fandango will ever be ready to take the, the big main event stage as popular as he is. Um, Swagger and Cesaro, I mean, I love Cesaro. I think Cesaro's got a lot to offer. Again, I don't know if he's quite there. And with their characters, I'd, I'd love to see, you know, what Zeb Coulter can do as far as neither one of them winning and feeling like they were screwed over in some way, shape, or form. I do believe we're going to see some dissension in this match, and we're finally going to see Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow, that relationship, start to erode a bit. Uh, maybe something happens in this match between the two of them where we see the friendship uh, start to really deteriorate. I mean, they tried to separate these two a while ago where we're going to be, we're going to be friends, we're not going to be a tag team anymore, and then, they, then all of a sudden they were 
tag teaming often again. Uh, you know, I think that, I don't know, it was kind of a weird split. I think we're going to have uh, the makings, maybe not a definitive split tonight, but the, the seeds are really going to be planted for these two to, to go their separate ways. And for all intents and purposes, I think it'd be obvious that, uh, you know, Cody would wind up being the face and Sandow would be the heel. Um, and the one thing when I really look at all these guys, I look at those guys and as much as they're future stars, I think they're, you know, you look at who's ready, who's ready to be that guy, who's ready to be the, the champion, who's ready to be one of the big players in the company. And, and Wade Barrett was there, was was really scratching at that surface of, uh, you know, being that main event guy, like getting getting to that point where he's a main event player. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, we talked about Ziggler, and it's a rough business, and, and these guys, you know, the utmost respect for what these guys put their bodies through for essentially our amusement. And, uh, you know, sometimes injuries happen at, uh, you know, they never happen at an opportune time because nobody wants to get hurt, but uh, sometimes they, ha- they happen at really, really inopportune times. And uh, when Wade Barrett got hurt, to me at least, Dave, I thought he was really on the cusp of, of being really a main player in the company uh, he's evolved over time, and he's gotten a lot better in the ring. The guy always was able to talk. Um, I just, when I think about this guy cutting a promo with the the Money in the Bank briefcase, he, he's got the, ty- the the correct temperament to be uh, sneaking around with that briefcase, eventually cashing it in, and, and I'd like to see him, uh, you know, have a run with uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. So I think... Uh, as far as the candidates, like I really looked at who I thought was was most ready uh, to take that next step, and and to me it's uh, it's Wade Barrett. It was unfortunate though, Dave, because I I do think that he was uh, at that cusp. He was real close to being a main event player not too long ago. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, if you remember last year, go, heading towards WrestleMania 28 in Miami, you know, he had that untimely elbow injury in that Battle Royal. Um, the 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 popular rumor amongst the company and on the dirt sheets was that they were bringing back the money in the bank ladder match concept for WrestleMania. And they were talking about scrapping the pay-per-view overall, and they were going to build that around a Wade Barrett win. And when he was taken out of the match, that was when, or when he was injured and, you know, they didn't formally announce a money in the bank match, but the rumor was, was that when he was injured, that's when they decided to come up with the John Laurinaitis, Teddy Long idea and mix, you know, all those, you know, mid-card guys into that match. Um, and another point, too, is that when he came back last fall, um, you know, the, the, those awesome, like, you know, underground fight club-style vignettes that they had put with him, um, you know, to really, like, give his character a new edge and, and a fresh start coming back from an injury. You know, they made something so good like that. And when they do vignettes like that of guys that are on the current, they're currently on the roster that are returning from, like, an injury, you know, they got plans for them. So I think there were plans in place for Barrett, and they just didn't know when they wanted to set those plans up for him. But I think tonight's the night for him. I personally think, and, you know, you mentioned how great of a talker he was. You know, as good as the, the beginning stages of that Nexus angle was, he really kept that thing along together and made you watch, even when there were times when that Nexus angle looked like it was just a regular WWE angle. Just by the way he talked, he really carried that group and really stood out amongst all of them that he was going to be a major player in that company 
for years down the road. So tonight, it's the, I think the Barrett Barrage will be getting the blue briefcase, and uh, he'll be, you know, m- Mr. Money in the Bank. And, you know, and again, like when you look back on that injury, and I remember, like, you know, there are times where you just, you know, you can see, like, the look on someone's face, and you can just tell. And, and you know, you could just see on, on Barrett's face how angry he was at just the situation when he got hurt. And, you know, he hit, and you just knew that something was on the air, I think, right? What? Didn't he, like, curse, like, after he, like, hurt his elbow? Like, he, like, dropped a couple of F-bombs and the audio he, guy he may have. I, I remember him landing and then hitting the uh, the canvas with his other hand, and you could tell something was wrong, and it's like... When you when you just know, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, I, I've been hurt a couple of times, and uh, you know, it's like you just you, you feel it, and you just know, like, oh, that was something different. That was something I got some different. Breaking that... news, Ken. Go go do it. I am watching the Money in the Bank pre-show right now. Josh Matthews is hosting it along with the Big Show, Kofi Kingston, and Vicky Guerrero. So do we see maybe is it, are they foreshadowing that one of those two is going to replace Kane? Perhaps, uh, and it's interesting that uh, I, I guess Vicky was rehired as a pregame commentator. Maybe. Oh, my favorite part! Oh, here we go. Yes, do it, Ken. We have dead air. You're alive. Yeah, Usos. So the Usos are come, uh, making their way out for their tag team championship match against the Shield. Uh, yeah, I was saying it's interesting that uh, I guess uh, Vicky was fired but uh, rehired as a pre-pay-per-view prognosticator. Go figure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we speculated over the course of the show on, uh, you know, all those names have come up today as far as having some sort of involvement tonight. We've had uh, Big Show and Kofi possibly being Kane's replacements, and we've uh, we've pegged uh, Vicky as perhaps being uh, a manager figure for Ryback, and now both of them are up in the booth for the pregame show. Now, does this, does this mean all of that might not happen and their role is going to be strictly uh, up there doing the pre- and post-game, or do we see some involvement? Obviously, now we know that they're, all three of them are there. Uh, what do we see out of these three? Um, interesting stuff. Uh, you know, it's not a bad uh, panel. Uh, I'd like to see some legends going in that pre-game and post-game, but interesting that uh, Vicky is fired on Monday, is rehired as a prognosticator so uh right now getting back to the ladder matches and money in the bank uh, we're both in agreement that uh wade barrett uh hashtag the barrett barrage will be in effect tonight and we'll finally see this guy uh go forward and, and he's one of those guys that like you know for me as a fan like i, I i'm gonna be really happy for him if he wins because uh, it was like when he got that injury uh you know you, you just kind of felt for him he felt like you know a guy that really was uh fighting and clawing and, and working his way to the top and uh, was finally getting there and uh, gets hurt. So, uh, you know, I'm really hoping for him. I'm rooting for him. Uh, I like the the character. Like you said, I love the vignettes. So uh, hopefully we see Barrett go over in the Money in the Bank Future Stars match. And as luck would have it this evening, in a Money in the Bank pay-per-view, we have two Money in the Bank ladder matches 
Talked a little bit here about the uh, Future Stars match. We have the All-Stars match. We have speculated on all the people that could be uh, replacements for the injured Kane. Um, but this is an interesting match. And this is, uh, you know, when you talk about the Future Stars and you're talking about who's ready to take that next step, you got a match here with guys that have all taken that step and are, are right there. Interesting match to uh, look at. Mr. Trivia brought up some interesting points Uh this one might be a little more difficult to uh, give a pick for, Dave. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, I, I'm torn with like, you know, RVD and Dan O'Brien, the two favorites. But you also got to look at the, you know, the the rebuilding of Randy Orton, so to speak. You know, like he brought up, you know, that he could possibly cash in on, you know, a prone John Cena. Um, are we setting up maybe Orton winning Money in the Bank and then turning heel and having a run with the title? I I mean, I think that's highly unlikely, but it, it, gets, it gets people guessing. Um, one person who I think will not get the money in the bank without a shadow of a doubt is CM Punk. Um, he's the only person I think that, you know, he's got his sights set on Brock Lesnar, and I think we'll – I don't think we'll see a Brock Lesnar appearance tonight. He is advertised for Raw tomorrow night. But I think we might see, you know, maybe Punk will climb the ladder and then maybe Lesnar's music will hit, distract him, somebody throws him off the ladder – then, you know, Heyman plays stupid tomorrow night on Raw, and then you set up him and Lesnar for SummerSlam next month. But, um, yeah, it's it's a tough, tough call with the money in the bank. Christian's another one, too, and I think Sheamus, you know, but the, the two favorites really are Brian and RVD, in my opinion. That um, and, and maybe, who knows, maybe if they get a replacement that this one person, that this replacement, you know, is the, could be the money in the bank winner. But being Philadelphia... You know, Todd called and RVD and Daniel Bryan Chance, um, you know, pretty popular. It's really, really tough to call with those two. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say RVD wins the Money in the Bank ladder match, the All-Stars match tonight. All right, you know, it's funny because, like, Mr. Trey, I keep going back and forth, and as I'm sitting here, I'm going back and forth, and uh, I'm trying to decide if I should go with my first pick or – uh, you know, if I should change my mind. But, uh, you know, good points by Ms. Trivia and, and talking about RVD and do you bring him back uh, to, to come up uh, a little bit short here. Um, there, there's a few things here, and I agree with you. It's, it's funny. When, I'm t- when I was thinking about who's going to win this and who I think I should pick, uh, first thing I did was I eliminated Punk and Christian. Like I, those two, I probably could uh, bet the farm that they're not going to win. So, uh you know, where do we go from there? And I actually went at that point, then I went to Sheamus. And uh, I, I don't really see him uh, winning this match. So, uh, you know, personally, and, and this is my problem, like, you know, it's tough to do you vote uh, head or do you vote heart? You know, what, you know, do you vote what you really think is going to happen or do you vote, um, you know, what you want to happen? And that's always difficult as a wrestling fan. You know, what you kind of want to see in your head and what you – you think might happen um personally i i like daniel bryan in this this state of you know this this manic drive and i don't want to see daniel bryan win tonight i i want to see daniel bryan deal with the disappointment of not winning i want to see the continued pursuit and you know it's the money in the bank 
you still can work your way up to number one contender. You you still can, you know, Daniel Bryan could still be going after the WWE title at SummerSlam, even not winning the Money in the Bank. I mean, whoever wins the Money in the Bank could have it for almost a year. So, you know, that, that whole thought of, well, they're gearing up for this at SummerSlam, well, that still can happen. Uh, it, it's it, One does not really relate to the other. So, I, I'm actually... Yeah, it's tough for me to go against RVD because there is that whole, like, hometown factor. But I am. You mentioned it, and I'm going to go in the direction. I'm going to say that that the rebuild of Randy Orton uh, really continues, and and, uh, we get put put on the fast track uh, tonight, and Orton will win the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, and uh, we'll be pursuing the WWE title, whoever has it. I just I think he's a guy who deserves it. I think he's a guy who needs it. And and when I look at the the uh, roster in this match, I think he's a guy who needs it probably most. Um, so I'd like to see him. And again, it might be something where I'm I'm picking with my heart and not my head. Uh, it's really tough for me not to go with RVD, but I'm I'm going to say my pick for tonight uh, is Randy Orton wins the All Stars Money in the Bank match. So. There you have it. Lots of like uh, interesting stuff going on. Again, as a wrestling fan, you know when you talk about matches like this, and and when you you kind of sit here and and Dave and I going back and forth, uh, you know, Dave, it, it's it's really exciting when you you got to sit here and, and really think about it because uh, we've watched a lot of wrestling over the course of our lives. There's a lot of wrestling, you know, <laughs> trapped up here in their brain. And in, in fact, if I could empty out a lot of like my wrestling memories and and throw in some, like, memories from school, you know, who knows how successful I could be right now. But, alas, we've watched a lot of wrestling, and it's tough to surprise us. So, uh, I think both these matches were booked very effectively to keep us guessing as far as the outcome goes. Yeah. Um, and the divorce ends there. The divorce begins. The love fest is over. You've chosen Randy Orton, and I've chosen RVD, and... uh you know, the, the the one thing that's interesting about this match more than anything is that there's multiple storylines here, as opposed to the other ladder match. Because the other ladder match, all the guys have one focus, you know, and that's winning the contract, you know. But this ladder match, you know, you got, like you said, man, Daniel Bryan and his manic state of craziness and Orton on the road to redemption and trying to recover from some of those losses with Daniel Bryan. And then, you know, of course, you have, uh, you know, Christian who's returning, RVD's returning, you know, Punk has made his return. He's trying to get back into the main event fold. Kane's out now. Sheamus is really like an island unto himself. Um, so there's a, there, there's the unpredictability factor in this match, and the, the fact that it's just going to be very exciting. Um, you know, usually right around this time of year in the, in the WWE, whether it was a Money in the Bank pay-per-view or anything else, you really get to see, like, what guys that they have in direction and focus um, being in the main event picture or in the top storyline heading into next year's WrestleMania. And, of course, Money in the Bank always, you know, since it's been a pay-per-view, or even before when it was the original concept from WrestleMania, gives you that idea of, like, who's going to be in the top-tier storylines. So I think whoever wins this Money in the Bank match, you know, whether they win by cashing in or not, I think they're going to have a successful run on television um, and then heading into next year's WrestleMania from here on out. Um, so unpredictability, I love it. That's what wrestling's all about. That's that's what makes this event interesting, especially tonight 
with all these intangibles, all these guys in the same match. And I'm just, I mean, I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to this match. I can't wait to hear the dueling RVD and Daniel Bryan chants, you know, like in, in Philadelphia, in that building. It's going to be insane. It's, it reminds me, tonight reminds me a lot of two years ago from with Money in the Bank in Chicago, the atmosphere that was created with Punk and Cena, with Punk's possible last match in the company, and then, of course, the Money in the Bank ladder matches. It's just it's, it's, it's a big night tonight, it's, and we talked about how important this pay-per-view has become over the years since it became its own pay-per-view. I am, like, super hyped up for this match. I can't wait for, for to, to see what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, once that, that uh, all-star uh, Money in the Bank match starts, uh, the roof is going to come off that, off that place, especially when RVD comes out. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, one of those nights where you look at it, it's like uh, it's a special night uh, in pro wrestling. Should be a very exciting show. But we have reached that point in our program. You know what it is. The Ken Reedy Show, now of approval. the portion of our program where we talk about something in, in wrestling, something we watched uh, this week that kind of, uh, you know, drew our attention, made us uh, just nod to yourself and say, hey, you know, that, that works, that works. And we do this each and every week. Um, you know, we just nod and we give a nod of approval to something that happened this week. And this week, this week, woo, it's all about the ladies, the ladies of professional wrestling who for a long time, have, have have been irrelevant, have just been eye candy, and we've gotten some real great stuff out of the ladies. So for my money, the nod of approval from myself goes to Taryn Terrell and Gail Kim in their ladder match. When we're talking about a Money in the Bank pay-per-view night, the ladies, the ladies, in Impact Wrestling, set the bar pretty high for what to do in a ladder match. I'm sure the Money in the Bank ladder match will deliver, but very impressed with what those those two ladies did that night. Very impressed with uh, their performance. They've had two great matches, and you're, you're seeing ladies now that are coming out and telling you, guess what? We can be sexy. We can be hot. We can be eye candy, and we can be hard-hitting, and we can be physical, and we can be violent. And it just, it was amazing to watch the two of them work off each other. Uh, the uh, figure four on the ladder uh, performed by Gail Kim on Terrence Rowe was amazing. It was a great spot, just an all-around great match. And, uh, you know, I think it speaks volumes, not just on, on the match in and of itself, but how uh, the ladies are kind of making a comeback in relevance as far as uh, their role in the company. But, uh that was a great moment in uh, Impact Wrestling, a great moment on, on Impact on Thursday night, and uh, kudos to both Gail Kim and Terrence Rell for putting on a hell of a show. So uh, my nod of approval goes to their ladder match, and that being said, when we're saying it's all about the ladies, Dave, who gets your nod of approval this week? The AJ Caitlin contract signing from Friday night. Um, one thing I could have done without was the other girls around I didn't know if they were trying to set up a lumberjill match of sorts, but I didn't see why they needed to be there. But I understood the point when AJ started, you know, talking about those texts 
that Caitlin apparently sent. I mean, it's not necessarily true, but the girls are pretty upset about it. But overall, you know, the, the hatred, the chemistry these two have with each other is just unbelievable. And um, the spear that Caitlin gave to AJ was absolutely sick. I mean, AJ sold AJ's the female Dolph Ziggler when it comes to selling. I mean, she she folded right in half. She probably could have folded over three times. You know, she would have, I mean, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I look forward to the match. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, in, in both companies, that they are taking. I mean, TNA has taken a more, a little bit more of a serious approach with the women, but they've dropped off in, in recent months. But they're getting back to making the women seem like a part of the show and not just filler, not just you know go get merchandise and popcorn. Like you have to see this. And you know, I agree with you, Ken. That match, you know, the the other two girls had was amazing. Um, the figure four spot with the ladder, I thought was in, innovative and awesome. And for someone who is not as skilled as Taryn Tyrell. In there with a Gail Kim certainly helps her, and she's only improving and getting better. Um, as far as the match goes tonight with AJ and Caitlin, I'm predicting AJ wins by disqualification. I think Caitlin is just going to be so fed up with what she's been put through with AJ that she's just going to beat the crap out of her, and the ref's going to call for a DQ. And then I think, you know, Layla's going to come down. She's going to try and calm Caitlin down. And then Caitlin, because she's in such a rage, she doesn't know who's behind her, tapping her on the shoulder. She goes for a clothesline or a punch or a, a, a kick to the, 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 the southern female area and, you know, takes Layla out. And then they set something up with Caitlin and Layla down the road. And then they can move AJ over to her, you know, split with Dolph Ziggler for next month at SummerSlam. Um, but I think it's going to be a... I think it's going to be a very physical match between the two girls. And, you know, one thing that, you know, I've noticed with women's wrestling in both companies lately, it seems like every week they watch each other's show. It's like, all right, how can we top what they did, you know, with the girls? Oh, we'll put these two in a ladder match. Oh, really? These two in a ladder match? How about we have a contract signing the first ever between two females in the WWE and then it turned into a melee? And then it just... They they've really kept a good eye on the women's division in both companies and re- like I said made it important and something to watch part of the show and uh, I think uh, AJ has taken it tonight by DQ over Caitlin and so and right now as, as we speak this Usos uh, Shield match is a pretty damn good match so far although on the pre-show they have taken two commercial breaks during the match which I think ruins the fact that. They didn't give these guys enough time for the audience at home to watch. But so far, it's been a pretty good match. Just to give you guys a little update. Yeah, I'm watching it too. It's been a real good match and very close. The Usos came very close just now to winning the, the tag team titles. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking for – first off, I think Christian needs to stop using the spear because right now Caitlin's spear is much more devastating. And kudos to AJ for selling the hell out of it. Um, but I'm looking for it. It's funny. You know, like you said, maybe the love fest is over because I'm kind of going the opposite direction. I think Caitlyn's winning uh, the match, but somehow she's not going to win the title. So I'm looking for uh, some sort of interference, something to happen. Maybe the other ladies come down, but uh, I'm looking for Caitlyn to actually win the match but not get the title. So uh, different picks right there, but we're both looking at AJ coming out of this with the, uh, the championship this evening. So there you have it. Oh, and here we go. Big spear from Roman Reigns. And the shield is victorious. And there you go. So I was wrong on that one. You got the shield retains the tag team championships. Uh, it's one in the negative in, in my column. But uh, it looked like a real good match from what I was seeing here on the pre-show. And uh, the shield continues their uh, dominance in the WWE. So uh, 
Good stuff, good stuff. Pay-per-view is underway. Money in the Bank Sunday. And we've got one match we have not discussed. And one of the greatest promos you're ever going to see, Mark Henry's retirement. Uh, that did not happen. Setting up a WWE Championship match between John Cena and Mark Henry. And for me, this is another tough one to call. And it's another, do you go with your heart or do you go with your head? Um, I want Mark Henry to win this match. I want uh, to see him victorious tonight. I think he deserves it. Uh, I'd like to see him have a run with the title. But there's there's part of me right now that, you know, especially when Cena was not able to to give the AA uh, on TV, that it, it just kind of, uh, like, John Cena's just gotten too beat up on TV so far. So it's like... My head is leaning towards picking Cena. My heart wants to pick Mark Henry, but it's it's great that this is kind of up in the air right now. Another match with big question marks. Your thoughts on this championship match tonight, Dave? I think it's going to be a good match. The Philadelphia crowd, it's a very hostile crowd. They are totally going to be against John Cena. They will be in favor of Mark Henry. Um, I'm with you in the sense that I'm very torn and want to go, you know, head and heart. Um, but I, I read an interview this week with Mark Henry, and he talked about how he had spoken to Vince McMahon, and, you know, he could be working, you know, the Internet fan base and, you know, the media, but Mark Henry had gone on record as telling Vince that, you know, this is it for me. Like, this, 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 this is it. i got to win this. You know, if I, if I don't do this, if I can't get this title, then I'm done. I'm out. And I think – Personally, and this is something that I brought up on the show a few weeks ago. I think John Cena wins tonight, and I think Mark Henry calls it quits. I think Mark Henry says that, you know, I couldn't do it. This is what I came back for. This is what I sacrificed my family for to win this title, and I can't do it. And Mark Henry walks away from the WWE. Maybe this is just like one last final swan song, putting him in the main event, giving him a main event payday against a guy like a John Cena. My my pick. I'm I'm as much as I'd like to see Mark Henry take the title, switch it up a bit, do something different. I, I'm going with John Cena. Yeah, and I, I gotta agree with you on that. It just you know it's <clears throat> it, it was I mean, honestly what really swayed me was was the not getting the AA. I I just I'm like you know what that they're setting that up so he gets it at the pay per view and and I. I'm not crazy about it. And again, you know, we've said it a zillion times. We're not Cena bashers here. We, you know, we respect what Cena brings to the table. Um, but we, we try and play it down the middle and we call it fair and we call it the way we see it. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to go that way. If I'm writing it, I'm, uh, I'm giving Mark Henry a run, uh, with the title. I'd, I'd like to see that. That's really what I'd like to see. Uh, and I'd like to see the John Cena character, uh, coming out of uh, an absolute beatdown. And losing his title from uh, Mark Henry, uh, you know, to see how he as a character uh, comes back from that. Um, that that's what I'd like to see, uh, creatively speaking. But I, I just the way they've set it up, the way uh, Mark Henry's just set himself as like the ultimate evil. Um, I, I just think that you know it just it it just uh, screams a John Cena victory. The uh, you know the only thing with uh, with that is, and when going back to as far as how this is going to be booked, you know he's going to get booed out of the building. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, Cena wins, he's getting booed out of the building. Do they 
uh, switch things up and not wanting to have uh, their champion holding the belt, their their face, the baby face of the company, uh, holding the belt aloft, ending the pay-per-view with an absolute chorus of booze. Uh, maybe they switch it up. Maybe we do see Mark Henry sticking himself into the uh, Money in the Bank uh all-Stars match uh, going forward. Who knows? Lots of stuff going on. Just let you guys know. Uh, Todd keeping us informed uh, right now as far as the goings-on in um, Philadelphia. And uh, the match, the tag team match was a very good match. And uh, he just wrote, the tone is set. Set in all caps. And then he wrote, this place is going nuts. So I don't know if... uh, Anyone out there can recall a pl- uh, any arena going nuts after the pre-show match. Um, this promises to be quite a special occurrence, Dave. Uh, you know, we've gone over all the matches. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to a pay-per-view that's, uh, you know, coming out of this. Uh, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, we do the grades for Raw, but we're talking AA plus coming out of this pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't see a stinker on this match on this pay per view at all. Not not one single stinker in terms of match quality and and even storyline progression. And here's another thing too: Do we see you know the Wyatts you know make an appearance somehow tonight? You know maybe I mean there are so many things that are going on that's making this pay per view so exciting to watch. You know normally I go to Hooters, but I said screw it. I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home watching this at home. And getting excited, I want to, you know, I want to hear the commentary. I want to hear the crowd reaction. I don't want to have some chick slamming chicken wings in my face, even though that wouldn't be a bad <laughs> idea. But you know, I, I, I'd like to, you know, be comfortable instead of sitting on some hard ass bar stool for three hours. But tonight, his tone is set. Believe me, and it's it's going to be it's it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. This is like this is like my WrestleMania again. Like, we had WrestleMania, now we got Money in the Bank, and then, you know, SummerSlam next month. This is going to be an awesome show, top to bottom. The audience is going to have a big part in it. The performers, all around. This sets the tone, not only for tonight, but for the rest of the summer and going into WrestleMania forward. I think you'll see a lot of stuff in here that, uh, you know, we're going to force, you know, a lot of stuff foreshadowed heading into WrestleMania with some of these guys that are on the roster tonight and on the show. Yeah, and, and short term, uh, you're, you're looking at setting the tone for SummerSlam, which, uh, you know, as much as they, you know, it's been inconsistent how good SummerSlam is, but they like to build it as their WrestleMania of the summer. So uh, I think that, yeah, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of things uh, kind of put out there tonight. Uh, we're going to see, uh, you know, I mean, it's WrestleMania 30. So I think over the course of this year, there's a lot of things that are going to build up until uh, that WrestleMania. But this... Uh, this pay-per-view promises to be something else tonight and uh, should be very exciting. I think wrestling fans have a lot to look forward to. So uh, very cool, very cool, very good night. Dave, good show tonight. Love talking pay-per-view. Love talking pay-per-view. We have, uh, you know, we have stuff really positive to talk about. And uh, like you said, not a, not a stinker on the card. Every match I'm looking forward to. It's not to say like they won't drop the ball somewhere along the line, but it really looks like every match has got the potential uh, to to be good, if not great. And uh, every match on the card has uh, that, that potential to be a great match. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do tonight. Thank you all for uh, tuning in with us, talking wrestling, talking money in the bank. Uh, 
Love when you guys call in and give us your opinions. You guys on the thread tonight on Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show, you guys were great, uh, very entertaining as the show was going on. I was uh, reading uh, everything you guys are writing, really great stuff. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, Dave, before we let you go quickly, is there any one match you're looking forward to tonight more than the others? Um, the the uh, the future Money in the Bank, uh, you know, the the World Heavyweight Championship match. I, it's going to open the show, um, from what I just saw here on the pre-show. But that's the match I'm looking forward to the most. That's going to be cool, seeing who the future of this business is going to be. See who perhaps is going to get a big spot going forward at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Literally looking forward to tonight. It is time for Money in the Bank. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. For Dave, I am Ken. You all have a great night, everybody.